Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of IIoT Make, a podcast series where we talk to industrial IoT leaders from all over the world about products, platforms, business models and innovations in industry 4.0. These leaders come from various backgrounds ranging from startups to large organizations who are driving innovation in industrial IoT. If you have questions or suggestions, you can write to me at iiotmake at gmail.com and if you do not want to miss out on any of the episodes do subscribe on soundcloud or itunes by searching for iiotmake or going to the website iiotmake.com today i'm thrilled to have with me chantal polsonetti vice president advisory services at arc web we will ask from chantal to explain what arc web is all about during our conversation chantal's focus areas include industrial internet of things industrial ethernet switches and devices wireless networks device network and intelligent train control and rail signaling she also administers the arc industrial internet of things group on linkedin chantal has been with arc since 1990 and has conducted numerous industry leading research activities in areas including connected device management platforms for iot industrial ethernet devices industrial wireless for both process and discrete industries and many more her recent publications include industrial iot edge software platforms and iiot gateways and routers which uh, fortunately i had a chance to go through and that's how i decided to talk to chantal she also has uh, industrial iot total addressable market reports for industrial network infrastructure so now you know we are talking to an expert on this domain so let's welcome her hello chantal welcome to iiot make podcast how are you doing today Great Ravi thank you very much for having me I look forward to the opportunity The privilege is mine as well So Chantal uh, I I I made a brief introduction of yours uh, however for the audience who do not know about ARC web do you want to explain what is ARC web and what is your role there Sure thank you very much well actually arcweb.com is the URL for ARC advisory groups website the company name is actually ARC advisory group We're a leading industry analyst firm that provides vision experience and answers for industry, infrastructure and cities. We've been covering the IoT for over 5 years, essentially leveraging and extending our over 30 years of covering industrial automation and re- related sectors all the way from the sensors and endpoint devices up to ERP and everything in between. Our emphasis as a company is on primary research and really grounding our analyses and forecasts in by quantifying the market, sizing, segmenting, segmenting and forecasts. And uh, we we essentially we have office and analysts around the world. And as uh, indicated in your introduction, I tend to focus on the network infrastructure and endpoint tiers as they relate to the IoT. So in that realm, um as you mentioned, I just finished our Industrial IoT edge software platforms update uh prior to that our IoT gateways and routers update and I also cover uh things like the switches routers gateways etc that reside at the infrastructure tier 
Excellent. I was, I'm curious to uh, read the Industrial IoT Edge software. If somebody is interested, where can where can they look for these publications? On our arcweb.com website. Excellent. All right. So my interest for today's uh, conversation is on your published paper on industrial IoT gateways and routers that talks about how the industrial gateways and routers ecosystem is evolving fast and growing in, in its functional capabilities. So help us understand why this was the subject of your paper and why gateways and routers play such an important role in, in industrial IoT. Sure. Well, I'd, I'd just like to note, Ravi, that as I mentioned, we've just completed our update of the IoT Edge software platform space, which is directly related to the Edge in general and also the, the uh, you know, the gateways and routers activity. So I'd like to incorporate some of those findings in our discussion as well. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. So those, those platforms are typically used for like base platform or Edge OS, device connectivity or man and or management and application development. And enablement, and I'll, I'll get into more of that later. But essentially, the reason that uh, both the hardware and software that populates the IoT Edge is important to us is because we recognize, our clients recognize, and we believe both suppliers and customers recognize that the edge of these industrial internet-enabled architectures, where the IT environment meets OT, has really emerged as one of the most diverse, dynamic, and important components of evolving IoT ecosystems, and we can get into more of that later. But the primary driver for us covering uh, the gateways and routers piece that initially uh, captured your interest is really the recognized need in the, um, in the era of the IoT, let's say, to integrate data from assets that are already installed our customers aren't interested in rip and replace, particularly, you know, when you get into uh, the process industries, um, you know, as a, as a particular highlight. But gateways have really increased in prominence um, as the IoT has become more of a central uh, business issue because of their ability to link that IT and OT and those I, those environments and bring data from the OT devices up into the enterprise level, typically cloud-enabled applications. Got it, got it. So, I mean, traditionally, gateways have always been there, okay? And they, right. th their role was mostly about protocol conversions, okay? But gradually, they have in evolved from merely becoming a protocol or connected devices to become compute devices. Okay, do you want to shed some light on, on this transition from connect devices to compute devices? Yes, absolutely. And that's certainly one of the most exciting things that's happening at this tier. Both the edge hardware and software in our minds is evolving from the simple protocol conversion and data connectivity or data integration type of functionality to really true platforms for pre-processing data, uh, doing application execution and that overall edge to cloud integration in service to both local and the cloud resident IoT enabled business processes. So as I mentioned before, in our mind, the, the growth and uh, heightened interest in the market is driven by recognition of the edge's importance in realizing, you know, the desired outcomes, not just technology for technology's sake, but, you know, we're really looking to drive true business value uh, by incorporation of the IoT 
and including the enterprise cloud providers, realized that the data necessary to generate those incremental business value propositions in areas such as analytics, is it, it resides in the OT devices themselves. So that has made the edge um, really go beyond its original task as a as a IT OT integration infrastructure to one that um, really uh, is is building out into a complete application execution ecosystem, and this is because um, you know there are many reasons related to latency, bandwidth, security, uh, customer reticence to put their applications or data in the cloud, etc. That. Uh, really, all the market participants are, recogni are recognizing that more and more uh, functionality can be performed at the edge. And for, for the cloud itself, it's certainly tremendously beneficial to have pre-processed output rather than that just deluge of data uh, if you get the raw data coming off the uh, edge devices. So we see this uh, functional spectrum now extending even further into areas where uh, suppliers are bringing their artificial intelligence, uh, machine learning, and even analytics, particularly uh, video analytics for surveillance and inspection and similar applications. They're bringing that type of processing down to the edge. So this, what's the result of this, the evolution of these requirements is truly expanding the landscape of the hardware, software, and solutions that are targeted at this, at this tier. And that, in turn, is driving um, sort of the broadening functional spectrum from its origins in Connect only into this uh, compute-capable um, tier of the infrastructure. So to that point, uh, within the spectrum, we see an emergence of, of what we call the thick edge and the thin edge. So the thin edge would be your traditional automation protocol conversion and in the IoT environment, that's also where we can convert from uh, traditional uh, polling uh, automation protocols to the pub-sub, like for MQTT um, and other uh, uh, protocol brokers that can be subscribed to by enterprise application. However, the thin edge is also characterized by being resource-constrained, particularly as it relates to compute and storage capabilities. So that's where we've seen sort of the introduction of this tier above or the th or the thick edge where um, we'll call them like IoT edge servers is it a really an emerging category that meets the compute and storage requirements of the cloud apps descending to the edge and, and certainly we've seen players like Dell, HPE, Cisco, Moxa, many others responding to this tiering at the edge um, as we as we call it the thick and thin edge. So the new offerings, um, including really highly functional, low-cost devices, are targeting a variety of points across this broadening functional spectrum associated with the IoT Edge. Got it, got it. So, um, so in this new reality of recognizing the expanding functional spectrum, uh, and you, you mentioned about the high end of the spectrum with players like Dell, HP, and others, and then the, the lower end of spectrum with limited com compute capabilities, how does one decide which approach to take for their IoT implementation, uh, thick edge or thin edge? Okay, well, actually, I was going to uh, delve into a little bit more of what's, uh, what's in front of that, and then that might help us discern between uh, what, uh, you know, whether to go thick or thin. Like, um, I was thinking maybe we could talk a little bit about the entry of the COTS-based hardware and software. 
Sure. No worries. Sure. Let's, let, let's, yeah, begin, so, let's begin by uh, cost-based hardware and software. Yeah. Okay. So, well, one of the things in terms of technology enablers, um, you know, certainly the requirements are driven by things like I mentioned, like the cloud platforms don't want to ingest all this raw data and also the uh, mounting compute capability at the edge. And two ways that that's being manifest, and again, this is where ARC comes in and quantifying things to actually ground them in reality. So in the hardware perspective, like with gateways and routers, we see an increasing use of COTS-based or commercial off-the-shelf-based microprocessors like uh, Intel and ARM, um, as opposed to the proprietary um, architectures used in the past. And then on the software side, we see a real insurgence of uh, standard operating systems, particularly Linux, to some degree Windows, relative to the dedicated proprietary automation uh, architectures of the past. And certainly having a COTS-based microprocessor and a standard OS you know, gives you a compute capability at the edge. So um, you know, those, those are two of the key areas. And then when you get into the edge software platform piece, there's also the descent of container technologies, which has a tremendous benefit in terms of particularly scaling of the devices, the ability to write once, deploy anywhere, and that type of thing. So um, I just wanted to point out the, the hardware and software enablers that are also coming to bear to enable this type of edge capability. Got it. So uh, we, can, we can move to my uh, question that I just asked. How does one decide which approach to take then for their IoT implementation? Okay. Well, in terms of, um, you know, certainly let's talk about it from the perspective of the thick versus thin edge. Mm -hmm. So a um, couple of things that I would just put out there. Um, there's the consideration of the type of communication that needs to take place as well as the type of computation. So a lot of times, um, in particular, when you talk to the IT players, they talk about uh, consideration of both north and southbound interfaces, or IT and OT. So your perspective on that is paramount. So to your question about how you decide between IT and OT, um, or actually how do you decide between the thick edge and the, and the thin edge, one is uh, certainly the OT requirements as it relates to protocol conversion. So... For example, in a, um, in a traditional automation gateway, you would have dedicated interfaces for the uh, legacy serial protocols that are still widely installed in industrial installations. So if you need to bring in you know, uh, those hardware-based interfaces, uh, support for automation-specific protocols, including even, even industrial Ethernet protocols, then you definitely want to have a gateway that has that type of what we're calling the thin edge capability, which is again that protocol conversion uh, type of functionality. You also want to look at whether or not you want your device to operate as a server or a node. So certainly if you opt for the server uh, type of um, equipment that's capable of higher compute and storage capabilities, then you're going to be looking at more of the thick edge devices that have more robust uh, processors um, and, and more storage uh, locally available. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, if one other thing I wanted to say as it relates to the thick versus the thin edge, you know, for the customer, it really uh, translates to what type of protocols uh, do you need to uh, convert and where. And again, that's typically converting from uh, traditional automation protocols 
to more IT-oriented PubSub type of protocols. And then the decision gets into how much compute and storage uh, do you need. And for our customers, we certainly recommend a forward-looking approach to this because, as you know, uh, the cost of compute and store is, is really declining. So we try to get our customers to make sure that they leave you know, room for uh, expansion of the edge concept as, as they adopt it in, um, you know, in pilots and, and move it to scale. Another thing that's interesting about this uh, broadening functional spectrum at the edge, the tiering, the thick versus the thick edge, is it really represents for suppliers it can represent organic growth potential, whereas, you know, in many automation-oriented installations, when a new, you know, new product is introduced, it's often, its success often comes, you know, at the expense of an existing type of product. But if you think if you're an automation gateway provider, you know, who's been out there for a while, as you said, well, the this emergence of the thick edge gives you an opportunity where you can actually either incorporate the functionality into your existing products or add a thick edge type of IPC oriented typically uh, capability that can handle the compute and storage requirements without displacing your original business at the gateway at the thick at the thin tier excuse me got it is that is that helpful that is that is helpful uh, so my my next question is could there be a possibility of uh, the connect and compute devices to remain different uh, devices and uh, how do you decide whether to have them as one or separate devices? Sure. Well, um, typically that relates to the types of uh, OT protocols or automation uh, level protocols that you want to have. And also, um, so where we see the use of two devices in the scenario that you just painted there, um, two devices we see most often when uh, there is a need for a hardware interface, like I said, to like serial protocols where you, you have a dedicated interface for the specific protocols that are employed. You're more likely to use a more robust single device option when uh, you don't have that requirement for um, extensive uh, conversion of legacy um, interfaces that aren't supported really in the IT world. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you have an installation that's predominantly industrial Ethernet, then uh, you're, you're more likely to uh, go with the single box approach. Got it. But if you're going into a legacy installation that has a lot of serial um, you know, type of uh, uh, hardware type of interfaces that way you're more likely to go with the two box got it so you need specialized hardware uh, device for each of these uh, use cases right excellent um, in the, in the paper you uh, sorry what sort of application my next question is um, what sort of applications do you see being more prominent at the edge and uh, what would be more prominent at the cloud? Do you see a uh, distinct difference between the types of applications between the edge and the cloud? Well, uh, what's, you know, with, with really the evolution at the edge, which is, you know, still ongoing, and we're just talking at a, at a snapshot in time here, we're seeing beyond the protocol conversion that, that we just discussed, we're seeing a lot of focus on the uh, delivery of, of uh, pre-process output to the cloud. For example, um, analytics is one of the killer apps at the edge, and, and these cloud-based applications want 
you know, want to have pre-processed output. They want the data to be filtered, cleansed, processed, you know, the anomalies taken out. They want to stay away from ingesting a deluge of data, you know, at the cloud tier as opposed to at the edge tier. You know, and we also see a lot of activity at the edge in industries that have, you know, remote requirements in, in harsh environments, like, say, like um, mining, marine, uh, water and waste, smart grid, oil and gas. You know, these, these industries tend to be the largest current consumers of IoT gateways and routers due to their characteristics of remote installations, harsh environments, and really their legacy use of uh, gateways and routers for applications like remote access and monitoring. Now, the cloud certainly is, is um, executing uh, the business applications, but as, as it relates to the edge, what we find, too, is that the cloud is being used for training the, a, the AI models that are increasingly targeted at the edge. So um, if you want to run an edge application, a very typical scenario that we run into is that the cloud is actually used to train the model and then uh, they're pushing to they're pushing the inferences down to the edge itself. So, um, so there's no point. So, do you see this more and more uh, uh, prominent in the years to come or in the months to come? That uh, most of these applications, except the AI models which needs to train themselves in the cloud, most of these applications will be pushed to the edge. No. Um, basically, we anticipate tighter edge-to-cloud integration and that the applications will increasingly be parsed between the cloud and edge execution environments. One thing we do know is that in industrial automation, in particular, you know, the, the process itself is so critical to the core competencies of the companies that they just don't want to put stuff into the cloud. They don't want their machinery to wait for feedback from a cloud-based application in order to execute. You know, a lot of these are real-time applications, real-time operations. So, you know, I'll tell you that when when um, when the IoT first came out, a lot of the uh, engineers that I've been working with for decades, who've, who've been around for decades, they're like, there was really two common responses. One is, isn't the IoT just like MES? And the second was, well, we're already doing edge processing. We have local distributed automated controllers. Right. So, um, and they're certainly not going to risk, um, you know, continued operation when they've they've gone through, you know, literally years of refinement uh, just to in introduce cloud-based um, before we can do everything, uh, you know, on the edge or in the cloud. Got it. Got it. Uh, thanks for clarifying that. Um, so who are some of the players active and successful in, in this space, if you may, uh, if I may ask you? Sure. Well, um, one of the ways that we segment the market for the gateways and routers is by the network type, uh, specifically Ethernet, cellular, and wireless. And the cellular suppliers certainly have had an early advantage <coughs> Excuse me. in this IoT edge-to-cloud integration uh, dilemma because they really have provided legacy service to remote access and monitoring applications, and they they were also were early to adopt you know IoT type approaches to cloud integration via the use of um, you know SDKs, scripting, and then uh, APIs for integration between two cloud applications. 
So in the cellular realm, realm we have typical names like Cradle Point, Cisco, Sierra, and Digi International. In the Ethernet realm, in terms of gateways, we have players like Advantech, Dell, HPE, Moxa, Red Lion. And then on the software side, like I mentioned, the platform space, we have PTT, excuse me, PTC Thingworks, who of course now has a deal with Rockwell Automation. Also, Telet IoT platforms, say uh, Wind River with their Titanium Cloud, not their RTOSs. Uh, GE Digital, um, AD Link, and now certainly the the cloud players are emerging um, at the edge software platform tier as well. Got it. Uh, my my next question is: um, so with this complexity, how should I, IoT implementers decide upon their choice of gateways uh, in their IoT implementation? Well, typically, you know, there's there's a lot of implications to that. One is that as um, as uh, the, the gateway hardware and software migrates more towards use of standard uh, technology, like I alluded to before, whether it's, um, you know, the Intel and ARM uh, microprocessors, which actually often also correlate to that thick versus thin edge. Like we talk to people and they see the ARM, the ARM-based devices as the uh, thin edge and then the Intel-based devices as the thick edge, you know, just relative to the microprocessors. And then when it comes to software, as I mentioned, we find Linux and particularly uh, Linux-based containers to be the, um, you know, the operating system environment of choice uh, more and more at the edge. So the, the decision as to which gateways to, um, you know, to, to adopt, it's, it's not really going to be, in, in my opinion, it's not going to be your lead item on, a, on an installation. You're going to look for a gateway that will map to, um, you know, your primary suppliers. So that relates to things like, um, you know, which clouds do you want want your, uh, you know, OT data to integrate with via the gateway itself. So a lot of the gateways, a lot of the edge software right now is, um, you know, providing uh, direct edge to cloud integration, whether it's through um, installation of edge software agents or protocol compatibility or whatever it might be. So when you're looking, I would say as an overarching comment, when you're looking at, uh, you know, your gateway, it needs to fit in the overall architecture of your IoT-enabled uh, solution. Got it. Because there are different players who are uh, gateway software vendors, and then there are uh, hardware vendors as well. And then there are uh, vendors who uh, bundle them together and send as a, uh, sell as a box. So, right. so you, you have to make a decision according to the IoT, uh, the kind of IoT strategy that you have. Right. And I would say too, Ravi, that, you know, we haven't really talked about, you know, definition of the edge, but for our industrial customers, you know, as I said, that a lot of them were scratching their heads a couple of years ago as to what's the big deal. So we try to, to have them look at it from the perspective of the cloud or the IT side of the house. So when when people talk about the edge, we encourage them to look at it defined from a top-down perspective where if you're operating from IT or the perspective of cloud-based business improvement applications, the edge is where you run into OT, right? And in terms of um, – this also speaks to your you know selection criteria question. We really feel that um, as – 
like the next time we update this research on both the hardware and the software, that the impact of the descent of the enterprise cloud players to the edge is really going to be evident. Right now, they're they're just uh, you know their offerings are just becoming generally available. A lot of them were announced in 2018, and um, we see them going. Uh, you know, really, the question is, how far will they go? You know. Um, they're really targeting the, the edge uh, for delivery of pre-processed output as well as execution of those local analytics and, and machine learning applications that even now, you know, all three of the majors um, in the enterprise cloud realm now have uh, dedicated uh, microcontrollers or hardware accelerators that can be used not only at the network infrastructure tier but all the way down to um, the endpoint devices that reside below the infrastructure, you know, in a in a standard architecture. So, um, you know, you could combine like um, the AWS chip with their free RTOS and have a, a cloud-enabled endpoint device that that um, extends even further than beyond the network infrastructure tier. So that's that that's really the wild card and one that we anticipate we're going to be talking about a lot more is that descent of the cloud players to the edge. Got it. So from your uh, publication on industrial IoT edge software platforms, uh, is there anything else that uh, that you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, well, I do want to say that um, given the fact that uh, this really represents an update on the software side, um, I guess a couple of uh comments that I would make is, you know, we, we expect continuing broadening of the functional spectrum of the edge, really even beyond this thick edge versus thin edge that you and I have talked about, um, all the way down to the endpoints, like I talked about, like, you know, the example of, um, you know, bringing micro microcontrollers and uh, software capabilities all the way to the end devices themselves, say like a robot or a mach you know, machine or, or whatever it might be without even dealing with the infrastructure tier that the gateways represent. And part of this, we think this could lead to potential displacement of non-control-based logic applications. You know, if, if you're bringing analytics capability that's, it can, it can generate output at the edge, then that can take over some of the, of the activities of the control systems. Um, another couple things that we think are, are very important is, um, Sort of if we talk about this as being the era of Edge V2.0, uh, 2018 saw not only the introduction of a lot of new um, releases, but also upgrades. So we're getting like, you know, Predix 2.0 and Foghorn 2.0 and et cetera. And, and as part of this, we see a much greater emphasis on outcome-based business use cases and solution selling versus the vision of the IoT as sort of this pervasive infrastructure where everything was connected and, and um, you know, it was more of a global installation. But now we see a real emphasis on prove-outs, um, solution-ready packages, things like that, where a hardware-software solution is marketed towards a specific use case, say like predictive maintenance or, or something like that. And, and real emphasis on outcomes. Excellent. Another thing that we see in this V2.0 era is a real emphasis on self-service and ease of use and turnkey op, you know, applications like I mentioned before. Before, there was a real a horizontal emphasis, and it was, it was difficult to implement. You know, IoT is complex, and the emphasis on SDKs and putting it, put it together yourself 
we think really sort of uh, was an impediment to, to potential growth. And then just the last couple of um, items, um, greater use of the subscription model for software and solutions, which drives an emphasis on uh, OPEX as opposed to CAPEX, like buying capital equipment. And now we're going to subscribe to these hardware software solution um, orientate or offerings. And we also see as part of that, that as I mentioned before, with the incorporation of commercial technology is going to be a real hit on pricing for hardware. And we see uh, suppliers offsetting that potential commoditization through incremental software and solution uh, capabilities. And that, of course, will be the primary value add in the edge devices. Got it. So, uh, so you, you spoke a lot about how edge is uh, evolving today. Uh, where do you see this evolving even further down the road in, say, five years from now? Well, as I indicated, um, and as I'm seeing evidence already, um, we see, you know, I mentioned up front that, you know, why are we looking at gateways? Well, we're looking at gateways because of the large installed base. If you look at some of these traditional automation players, you know, take, take like a Siemens or a Rockwell or a Schneider or, you know, ABB, some of these really huge companies, you know, their installed base represents the largest potential market. You know, they could go in and mine that for the, for the insights that they can use to in turn drive incremental um, business value propositions. But going forward, you know, in the crystal ball, we see the network infrastructure tier as being of less importance as the, um, the reach of the IoT goes beyond that tier and into the endpoint devices themselves. Right. So, you know, right now it's typically high, high value endpoint devices. Like I mentioned, like, um, you know, say like robots or, uh, you know, large production machinery, uh, things like that. But it's, you know, we really see, you know, as the footprint gets smaller, as the cost go down, cost goes down, and, and as we scale from POCs to production level scaling, uh, we really anticipate that the IoT and all this edge functionality will continue to push downward into endpoint devices. Excellent. And I have a bonus question for you, which I had not intended to intended to ask you before, and that is about uh, so most of these IoT business models. Um, depend upon data, right? So, so mm -hmm. they want to monetize data that is uh, uh, collected on the cloud and the data lake. But if all the data processing now goes to the edge, so less and less data goes to the cloud, right? So, is that a risk for all those IoT platform players who want to monetize from this data? Do we have thoughts around it? I mean, I know I asked a question that I was I had not uh, sent you before, but what are your thoughts around that? Well, I think what's happened is um, it's sort of like the pendulum swinging, right? The cloud has been out there for, for you know, a number of years, and its, it's value in the um, business applications or the IT applications has certainly been proven. But then once, you know, once the IAOT uh, took hold as a concept, it's like, well, where are we going to get the data to run through our analytics engines? It's all out there in, in the field, right? Right. So, um, you know, so it's what I'm trying to depict here is it's almost like the pendulum swinging. So right now the pendulum is swinging over to the edge. We do anticipate that that processing capability will continue to extend down into the device level. But, you know, things like, um, 
you know, being able to compare across multiple installations, across multiple locations, across, you know, the enterprise as a whole, and really achieve that uh, whole enterprise, um, you know, just getting it to, to peak operation, the cloud is still going to be required to bring in all those different edge processing components. Excellent. Well, this brings us to the end of an insightful conversation with Chantal. Chantal, thanks for uh, sharing your wealth of wisdom from your experience, from your vast experience. I hope our audience uh, enjoys, learns from what you shared. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Ravi. And, and certainly, I would encourage your listeners, if they want further information on ARC's coverage of the IoT Edge and related topics, to visit us at arcweb.com. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy.